Hello, and welcome to the 38th episode of the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and on this episode, I'm going to talk about some recent news out of Port Canaveral. On August 29th, Port Canaveral held uh, their monthly commission meeting, and uh, the CEO, Captain John Murray, was speaking at the meeting discussing Carnival Cruise Line's new cruise terminal, which is was on the uh, agenda for the meeting. Uh, and during that discussion, it led into Carnival's uh, upcoming new LNG-powered cruise ship, which is scheduled to arrive in uh, 2020. Uh, Port Canaveral is working to build a new cruise terminal, Cruise Terminal 3, to accommodate uh, Carnival's largest cruise ship ever constructed, ever constructed, uh, which may end up carrying, you know, around 6,500 or more passengers. This will also this will be the first uh, LNG-powered cruise ship in the United States, and uh, it'll be at Port Canaveral. Moving along now, we're going to share a few clips, or uh, audio clips from the meeting. Uh, the full video is available over on our website. The uh, link to that article is in the show notes. We're going to pick up with Captain Murray talking about the Carnival Terminal and cruise ship. Carnival is also going to be sharing in the cost of construction of the new CT3 terminal. And uh, in, in that sharing of, of, uh, of capital costs, they will be providing, we will be providing them priority berth rights at Cruise Terminal 3 and Cruise Terminal 6. The ship that is coming to Port Canaveral needs the new terminal. That's, that's why we're building it. If the question comes up, why are we building a new terminal? We need a new terminal to accommodate this ship. Uh, it's going to be the largest ship ever constructed for, port, for uh, Carnival Cruise Line. It will be home ported in Port Canaveral with delivery in 2020. The under berth capacity is in the 5,200 range, double occupancy, but it's anticipated the ship will carry 6,500 or more passengers. So it's, it's uh, passenger size, the, the uh, size of the Oasis, the, the number of folks that will be moving on and off the ship. It's also going to be the first LNG-powered cruise ship in the U.S. Uh, is, is, uh, I'll just highlight quickly, and I'm going to come back to this at the end of my presentation, but uh, uh, the LNG aspect is, is, is uh, a major change and evolution in the cruise industry now. Uh, the, uh, there are currently 26 vessels under construction that will be powered primarily by LNG out of the 100 cruise ships on order right now. And uh, the industry is evolving. And this is all being driven by international regulations uh, to curtail the, uh, the, the noxious gases into the atmosphere from a, a marine engine that burns heavy diesel, which is what most of the ships burn today. Uh, LNG burns clean, and it's an environmentally sound fuel. Uh, there's practically zero emissions and uh, it's being forced by the International Maritime Organization's changes to air emission standards for marine vessels starting in January 1st, 2020. So I'll come back to that a little bit more at the end of my presentation. So what does this have to do with Disney Cruise Line? Well, Carnival will be pioneering or not pioneering, bringing uh, LNG to Port Canaveral, uh, spearheading the movement uh, ahead of Disney Cruise Line's new builds which we'll get to in a little bit here. Uh, Disney already announced that the new builds will be LNG-powered, liquefied natural gas, cleaner-burning fuel. So Carnival being the first ship in Port Canaveral, they're kind of leading the way and getting the ball rolling, if you will, ahead of Disney Cruise Line. Later in the meeting, Captain Murray circled back to talk more about LNG, touching on why LNG-powered cruise ships are being built, as well as specifically mentioning DCL's plans to bring at least two of the new uh, two of the three uh, announced cruise ships to Port Canaveral. Uh, at the end of the 
base presentation, but I'd just again like to speak for a moment about the LNG. And I've, I've had a few comments just leading up to the meeting and, and haven't put any formal presentation together, but uh, just so people understand the, the impact of, of LNG in the cruise industry and, and the cargo industry, and it's not just cruise ships converting to LNG. The, the major container operators are also building LNG ships, and, and the primary reason they're doing it, as I've stated already, is it's a clean burning fuel. And uh, that, that is the driver starting from 2020, and it's going to be more and more. Now, in Europe, it's been, uh, there have been LNG ship operations for, you know, 50 years. It's, a, it's, it's a, a, a tremendous safety record, and it's been used as a marine fuel for a long time. It's, it's just slow in coming to the United States. Um, as I said, it's being driven by the clean air requirements, and uh, if you look at what's going to impact Port Canaveral in the near term. You've got Carnival will have the first ship, immediately followed a year later by Disney, immediately followed a year later by another Disney ship. Uh, Disney's got a total of three. We don't know if we'll have two or three of those ships, but they're coming to Port Canaveral. Uh, Royal Caribbean's got a, a Royal, uh, uh, LNG ships under, uh, under uh, uh, order right now. We don't know anything about where they'll be delivered, but if you just look at the Numbers with the second largest cruise port in the world. It's 26 of these 26 of these ships on order right now. You have to know they're coming here. They're coming to Miami. They're coming to Port Everglades. So Murray went on to discuss Port Canaveral's role in LNG and the collaboration between with, with the port and the cruise partners such as Carnival and Disney Cruise Line. Our role is not to be involved. The Port Authority's role is not to be involved in LNG directly. Our role is to facilitate it, to make sure it is handled safely, to make sure the proper parties are at the table uh, to discuss it. The cruise ship can't just come in and say, we're going to do LNG bunkering now. No, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to bring the right parties together. And, and I can tell you that we've been working on this for the past two years. This is not something I've mentioned it in various meetings as we go along. It's, it's not a, a new thing. Um, the fact that the ship is announced, that's new, but uh, up, up until then, you know, we've been talking about the Disney ships coming, so this is not, not something that just uh, happened this past week. Um, we've been addressing this, like I say, for two years. We've even had what we call hazard exercises with, uh, with Carnival and Disney, which is a, a hazard identification exercise that you have a, a mode of, of transfer of the fuel to the ship, how does it work, who's involved, what happens to the channel. We've had uh, the one that we did last fall involve the Coast Guard, Canaveral Fire Rescue, Brevard County Sheriffs, Canaveral Pilots, the cruise lines, LNG suppliers, LNG transporters, uh, marine transporters, the American Bureau of Shipping, and, and it was a, a fully vetted exercise that the ultimate product was eventually not, not handled by us. We only facilitated it, but the ultimate product was developed through the ABS and delivered to the Coast Guard, and they've given their tentative approval on everything. Canaveral Fire Rescue Chief David Sargent then addressed the safety of LNG and the training and preparation already underway in the departments to be ready for the new cruise ships coming to the port. Morning, Chief. Um, first, I'd like to address a couple things that you've seen in the paper recently about fire departments not being prepared for LNG. I'm not saying that they are down there or they're not, but I will guarantee you we will be. And we have been preparing for the last two years for LNG. Um, we have over 50% of the department trained already, and you are funding that. I don't know if you remember last year's budget. I slid that in there. You're, you're paying for it. You're paying for it again this year. So... Um, 
you're, you're funding all of that. And, and the training that we're going to is not propaganda training. It is true firefighter training, teaching us about this product and teaching us how to handle this product. Um, the product is actually safe when it's handled properly. And there is no doubt that the reason we are here is in case something does go wrong. So we are going to know how to do that. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're going all over looking. Uh, next week, I'll be in Texas to take a look at how they're handling it. And we're going to Sabine Pass. Um, two weeks from now or three weeks from now, I'll be in New York City on their fireboat that is capable of handling these type of things so that we can look at these things and see what's best for our port. I'm also working with Broward County uh, at the port down there. We're sharing things. Uh, I think we spoke for about an hour and a half last night on what they're learning, what we're learning, and we've agreed to share because they're getting it too. They don't know when. They know they're going to start exporting that real quick here, and we all want to be safe. My objective for this is to be safe. Again, I'm not going to be handling the products. We do have plans already that we're working on um, as to when they can actually fuel and what we'll be providing to them standby uh, with a with a engine, possibly. But uh, now that it's going to be the water, it's going to have to be a fireboat. We currently have fireboat capabilities, but we're going to have to expand them. Uh, we will be coming back to you, uh, myself doing the best thing that I always do, asking for more money, uh, because we're going to have to fund the infrastructure that we're going to need to do this. We believe we can do it. We believe we can do it safe. We're not only training our firefighters, but when we're done, we're going to reach out to all our mutual aid and automatic aid firefighters to train them. Um, the one big thing with with the train running up and down um, that, that was in the paper this last couple of weeks, um, that is something that is running up and down. It has been for 18 months. It runs 72 miles through our county. Obviously, we're not responsible for that. That's a different type of thing. That's a moving target that's going up and down. Uh, when we're fueling, we'll be there. We will be there providing standby, and, and they're not going to fuel, and they're not going to do anything in this port until all the authority having jurisdiction has deemed it safe and they meet all the regulations. The commissioners mentioned Carnival will be fueling their new ship via a barge with the LNG coming from Georgia. The port's long-term plans will need to be more robust to handle the LNG infrastructure to accommodate multiple ships, you know, in a short period of time. So, John, the, we're, we're going to have to have, or the fire department's going to have to have a, a vessel and it's my understanding that we're fueling the first ship by barge. Not, I say we, Carnival is going to be fueling the first ship by barge. Is there going to be a tariff on what they're bringing in that helps us pay for that uh, fire department vessel? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a tariff. We haven't put one in place yet because you know this is still new to us, and and we didn't want to get out in front of something until we we are fully informed as to what what the uh, what's going to be. But as you're aware, when we fuel a ship today. There's a wharfage charge for the fuel that goes on the ship. There'll be a similar uh, expense or charge for uh, LNG that's transferred to the uh, to the cruise ship. Uh, just just to highlight the high level on on the Carnival operation, they they will have a a coastway. They have a contract with Shell to supply the LNG, and uh, Shell is contracted with uh, Harvey Gulf Marine to build a a LNG coastwise. Uh, bunker barge, for better description, or uh, uh, articulator or uh, tug and barge unit. And uh, they will source the fuel from Georgia. It's a, a, a 
company will be called QLNG. It's a subsidiary of Harvey Gulf, and it will move the fuel from Elba Island, Georgia, to Port Canaveral by water, come alongside the ship, fuel the ship, and then return. Um, that is great for the first ship operation. We're going to have to look longer term and, and, and bring all of the partners together because with one LNG ship, that's fine. But when Disney comes in with their assets and, you know, we have multiple vessels fueling at the same time, we're going to have to grow into a different type of operation. We don't know what that is right now, but we're looking at all the options. And, and we as facilitators are trying to guide the cruise lines in a direction that makes the most sense for Port Canaveral and the safety, et cetera, for, for our operations here. So, uh. Rounding out the meeting and talks on LNG, Murray mentioned that Disney Cruise Line and the port have a meeting tentatively scheduled for August 30th to discuss the cruise line's future operational plans at the port. Murray went on to share, you know, the real nugget of all this meeting in terms of Disney Cruise Line news. The port is kind of tentatively expecting the first of Disney Cruise Line's new ships to arrive at Port Canaveral as early as November or December of 2021. So for anyone kind of looking to pencil in when a maiden voyage might happen, when we might see the ships uh, delivered and everything, it's looking late 2021 there, uh, at least according to, you know, the expectations of Port Canaveral. Uh, just to follow up on that, we have a, another meeting with, uh, or a meeting tomorrow with Disney to just talk about how their operations are going to proceed in the future and, uh, Get a little more feedback from them now that they're more immersed in, in what's going to happen. Their, their ships will be delivering in late 21, so the first one will be here. could be as early as November, December of 21, so one year later. Okay. Now, obviously, we only have news from out of Port Canaveral. We don't have any official statements from Disney Cruise Line at this time, so you know, take it for what it is. But if the port's planning for that time, you got to imagine they're going off some information that they've had in previous meetings. And that'll do it for this episode of the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. Uh, before we go, I wanted to let everybody know we're going on a cruise, and so can you. Next June, June 2019, we're embarking on the inaugural DCL blog group cruise aboard the Disney Dream from Port Canaveral on June 19th. It's a four-night cruise with two stops at Castaway Key. Our uh, travel partner for this group cruise is Storybook Destinations. And you can find out about booking details and all that good stuff over on the website. There's a link in the show notes for more details. We'd love to have you join us. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash disneycruiselineblog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts, with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321 765 3252